Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, the place where we often watch bad movies as dictated by conglomerates of critics and all the mushing together of the numbers until you get one number that says, this movie isn't bad, it's not worth your time, except we say that it is, except sometimes we do ones that they don't say that about, and the number's higher than bad, and we say we watch it anyway, because reasons, but sometimes a specific reason, like if the rock's in it. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened. We watched uh, a movie that is higher than our normal uh, set of standards, uh, but that be- is because it has a rock in it, and we're going to watch every movie with a rock in it. Even the ones that the rock is barely in. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Because we care. Mm-hmm. Because that is our mission statement, and I will not veer from it. No, you you won't. I am more than willing to. It was a mission statement that was crafted by not me, so... Listen, Amber. Next time you wake up um, with the name of a podcast in your head, then you get to tell me the mission statement. I just don't think I could do as badly as bad movies rock, so... Badly? I mean, goodly. I just don't think I could do as goodly as bad Mm -hmm. movies rock, and so I won't even try. Mm-hmm. What about we, bad to the bones, Amber? Shame us both. Oh, yeah, no, I really couldn't sink to that level of awesomeness. I feel like you're using, like, opposing, like, juxtaposition of terms that really shouldn't be there, Amber. No, 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 no. Like, it's it's like, you know, you sink to a level of good. I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, like you float down nope. into the darkness. Mm-mm. Where all Mm-mm. the good things are. Yeah, no, I, again, I think you're misusing one term or the other. Nah, 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 nah. It's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll get there one day. And we watched The Other Guys. We did watch The Other Guys, Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... Starring The Rock. No. Starring Dwayne Johnson. No. Starring no. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It really super isn't starring Dwayne starring Johnson. Starring DJ. No. Starring Mr. Johnson. He is in it. Yeah. Any movie he's in, he stars in Amber. Untrue. Mm. Mm. I mean, he's clearly not a star of this movie. He was in this movie. He's my star. He'll always be my shining star. You worry me. Mm, Usually. So, Amber, this movie, let me just tell you... It is about the other guys, meaning it's about the other guys in a police department and what they do when the like hotshot um, uh, cops who are like the 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 shootout high speed chase ones um, like they're the go getters, and then the other people in the police department. Or the other guys. And so this movie, like, it, Amber, it's like it, it shifts the camera angle just a little bit to the left. And you're looking, you're looking like straight into like the orb holes of the other guys. Haunting, Megan. Mm-hmm. Haunting. Yeah. Thank you. So this movie stars Dwayne Johnson. No. As Christopher Danson and Samuel L. Jackson as Detective P.K. Highsmith. Also, no, they are both in it, and that is the name of their characters, but they do not star in this movie. So, 
the stars of this movie start off and they're in a high speed chase and they're chasing people and they're in this really cool car that probably there's a name for it of whatever it is, but then this cool car and well, no, that's not true. Okay, hold on. Let me back up. Samuel Jackson's in the cool car. The rock is on top of this SUV and they're chasing the people in the SUV because they're drug dealers, marijuana dealers. Anywho, and like there's a whole shootout thing. We don't even know if they're dealers. We just learned that they had a small amount of marijuana on them. To be fair, they did have lots of guns on them. So there, there is that. Anywho, so uh, star of the show, The Rock, he's like holding on and he's bobbing and weaving. And then Sam Jackson's there and then he's like chasing him. And then um, the, the people in the SUV shoot the um roof and so the rock has to jump onto samuel jackson's car but he dents the hood a little bit and then he goes into the passenger seat and then the car hood gets all shot up by the bad guys and then the car hood flips up and then sam jackson can't see and then he shoots off the hood so that he can see again and then (laughs) at some point i don't remember exactly how this happens but Sam Jackson drives the car through a double-decker bus. And sorry, I don't mean through. He gets it caught in the middle of a double-decker bus. And then the next thing you see is the double-decker bus with a car halfway through it chasing the bad guys. And it's The Rock who is now driving the double-decker car, double-decker bus with the car through it, with the people who are still in the bus, in the bus, and he's chasing the bad guys. And then what happens is they get the bad guys have stopped and they're shooting at the bus. And um, uh, Dwayne Johnson, the star of the show, flips the, the bus so that the like and like that like jack knifes it so that the car comes flying out of the bus. And Sam Jackson is still in the car and he shoots the bad guys as he's coming out of the car. And then things blow the fuck up and they catch the bad guys. Hey. And See, that's he doesn't, he the doesn't other guys, go Amber. flying out of the car. He's he's still in the car. Oh, sorry. I meant that he he is in the car, which comes flying out. Yes, he yes. is he is driving, quote unquote, the car that comes well, flying at the bad guys. He can't possibly be driving it because he's got a gun in both hands and he's mm-hmm. shooting it as the car goes flying at these young men. Yeah. And what is he screaming? Oh, yes. You have the right to remain silent, but I want to hear you scream, motherfuckers. (laughs) Oh, man, Amber, this is such a good movie. And when he goes into the double-decker, he says to the passengers, Did somebody call 9-1-0 shit? (laughs) Uh, All right, and then that's the plot of the movie. All right, No, Megan, that's um, that's the first five minutes of the movie. Hmm. That's that's the first five Hmm. minutes of the movie. That's... Hmm. That's it. Um, then then the movie starts. That's that's the opening scene. That's the movie to me. Anywho, so then, um, yeah, they are at like a press conference and it, they acknowledge that um, the, the, the people they were chasing were for like low level marijuana crimes and they cost the city $12 million in damages. Yeah, and it was totally mm-hmm. worth it. Totally worth it. Sam Jackson says, because New York is the greatest city, and then everybody cheered for him. Yeah, because they're in New York, and he said mm-hmm. New York is the greatest, and thus the cheering. Yeah, exactly. Works at concerts, works at police briefings. Then we get back to the precinct, Amber, where apparently these hotshot police officers do not do their own paperwork. They get the other people 
to go do the paperwork for them. And one of the other people is Will Ferrell, who plays a forensic oh he was a forensic accountant and now he's just like a regular accountant for uh the police and mark Wahlberg, who is his partner and he was set at his partner because he um, accidentally shot Derek jeter during the world series and now he's got paired up with will ferrell kind of as a punishment his career was indeed derailed by mm-hmm. shooting Derek jeter yep who yep. is <laughs> He's in a support group at one point for cops who had to discharge their weapons, which really just evolves into them telling awesome stories about how they get to pump lead into bad guys. Mm-hmm. And then there's Mark Wahlberg's character, and all of the other cops hate him because he shot Derek Jeter, and one of them screams at him, He's a biracial angel! You should have <laughs> shot A-Rod! <laughs> yeah, that was great. And so now we follow our heroes back out onto the beat amber they you mean get... the side characters Mm-mm, no uh no i'm talking about um sam jackson and dj you know i, I know that you are talking about the side characters mm, don't think so so okay. there gets to be a call about a um a uh what's one of those things called one of those a jewelry big... heist well but they i guess it's oh the wrecking ball the wrecking ball it came in like a wrecking ball and wrecked the jewelry store oh jeez! and so they're out trying to solve this and they end up chasing somebody i think to the top of a building and <laughs> the bad guys like zip line down to get away and then cut the zip line and then what happens amber is that DJ and Sam Jackson decide that uh, in order to catch the bad guys, they're just going to jump off the roof of this building and, you know, head for the bushes, Amber. Yeah, aim for the bushes. Samuel Jackson looks at Dwayne Johnson, or one of them looks at the other one and was like, aim Mm -hmm. for the bushes, aim for the bushes. And then they launch themselves off the top of a skyscraper. To their death. Oh, they die. They die real hard. We follow them all Uh the way down until they hit pavement. There's no bushes. There never were any bushes. Even if there were bushes, Amber. It was a, it was a very tall building. It was like it had to be 10 plus stories. Oh, oh my, yes. Yeah. So the stars of the show are now dead. No, Megan. We hear the thud of their corpses hit okay. the pavement. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so far, we've had delightful narration by Ice T. Oh, entire so time. good! Yeah. Oh, he comes on first thing, and you're and I looked at Amber, and she says, "Oh yeah, Ice T's in this movie." At least his sweet, sweet voices. Mm-hmm. It's true. So Megan's mm-hmm. movie is is over in the first mm-hmm. fifteen minutes, and then yep. you actually get to to the actual movie with mm-hmm. the actual stars of the movie: Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. The other you- guys too. Are you uh, no? That's still the same movie. And uh, do you remember? Do you remember anything about it? Do you remember? Uh, um, uh, they um uh, go to DJ and Sam Jackson's funeral. Okay, that's how the it's other guys two starts. No, Megan. The sequels. The very quick sequel. We're doing two movies in one. We're not doing this. It's all the same movie. It is just one movie mm-hmm. 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 that Samuel Jackson and Dwayne The Rock Johnson starring. happen to be in. Yep, starring. Yep, you're right. But is actually starring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson and, and Mark DJ. Wahlberg. Yep. I don't know if I can do this with you. 
<laughs> you just broke yourself. You just broke yourself with your own good, good well, jokes. That's so funny. Uh huh. Yeah, How you doing? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I know, this is great. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the other guys too. Um. Oh, happens Lord. after. Um, the funeral. And so, uh, I mean, I'm still, you know, in mourning for their losses, but the, you know, sequel goes on to have um, Will Ferrell, who's the accountant, decide that he should go arrest this, like, big billionaire dude named Urshan, played by Steve Coogan. And uh, because of scaffolding issues? Yeah, he had a bunch of building permits, but Mm -hmm. he hadn't ordered any permits for scaffolding so clearly shit wasn't actually being operated like worked on construction yeah. can't happen without scaffolds not you can't. in the city mm-hmm. um and meanwhile mark Wahlberg wants to take the place of our dearly departed badasses because mm-hmm. he's a peacock he's gotta fly gotta let him fly amber and then there's another group of cops rob riggle and damon wayans jr who mm-hmm. also want to take the place of the Dearly departed resident badasses. There's a huge void left by DJ and Sam Jackson in yeah, my not heart and in the police station. And in the sidewalk. Oh, shit. Um, so, uh, yeah, they, um, they arrest this dude. Um, but this dude is actually like in a bigger plot to, because he's trying to like cover the losses of this big global Lendl company. And, um, <laughs> the, um, CEO of that company has hired a team of mercenaries to make sure this Urshan pays, um, her back. And so we learned that like, he's going to steal a lot of money from some somewhere and we don't know where yet. Um, and so this is like a buddy cup movie. It's, it's quite a pair ever. I mean, after, you know, our central pair of DJ and Sam Jackson, we get to the other oh, pair no. of um, Will Smith and Mark Wahlberg. Uh-huh. And they are teamed up and um, Mark Wahlberg's the hothead and Will Ferrell is the accountant and they're trying to chase this dude. And they know there's a kind of a bigger plot at hand. Of course, you've got to have the captain who's played by michael keaton and he's telling them they can't do that he's actually trying to persuade them not to get involved because of all the kind of big influencers that um they've got big connections um that could you know ruin the police department so will ferrell and mark Wahlberg go and they try to catch this guy they you know end up with all kinds of little um, missions that happened and whatever and then they end up um, little missions that happen you know whatever and then they end up the movie mm, catching the guy and uh, they realized that um, Urshan was really gonna take money from the NYPD p- pension fund um, and then they have to you know it's already been that that money has already been set to be transferred and so they have to stop the transfer um, and so they have a car antics battle to get to stop the guy from transferring the money they do and uh that's the movie amber oh yeah that was amazing thank you just lovingly described the first 15 minutes and then sort of hopscotched through the rest of the film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah 
the important part and the not so important part. That is exactly what I expected from you. You did not let me down by not letting me down. Yay. Amber, by the criteria that we have set, we shouldn't have watched this movie in terms of like just pure score. But of course, we should have watched this movie because it's got The Rock. But yeah, that being we've, said... We've got two main criteria. One trumps the other. Apps always. Um, so... That being said, Rotten Tomatoes, um, the critics gave it a 78%, and the audience score is 60%. Metacritic had critics at 64, audience at 68. Here's the thing, Amber, and, and this does um, this does annoy me a bit. Like, the critics gave this 60-something and a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie is no better than, like, a lot of the other really fun, ridiculous movies we watch. I don't know why this movie gets to get away with, you know, the critics giving it, you know, 60 plus, 70 plus. And the rest of the movies that we've done are all, you know, below 60, below 50, most of them. Hey, they should have been below 50. Yeah, no, it's I, yes, agreed. This is not a beautiful gem. It is deeply entertaining. It is freaking hilarious. But it's a flawed film. Yeah. Absolutely. There are some weird things that they, they decide to do. The end credits, the the, the, the oh attempt to wow. shoehorn in a message quite literally after the film has ended mm-hmm. Yep, was unique. Yeah, that was very strange and, <laughs> and hard to watch in this day and age, it, for it'd sure. Be, it'd be like watching Gone in 60 Seconds and then getting racial inequality crime statistics <laughs> yep on like the the disproportionate number of of people of color that get arrested for crimes that white people aren't even ticketed for yeah. like that if yeah, that if exactly. a treatise on that had been delivered at the end credits of gone in 60 seconds that would have matched up with what they decided to do at the end of this movie yeah they decided to talk about bernie madoff ponzi schemes and uh the inequality of wealth with the um you know yeah they 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 like broke down the tarp bailout AIG's mm-hmm. portion of it, and then they they showed over time how the disparity between the average income and the CEO's income was laid out. They they gave you the number of AIG employees who received bonuses after the bailout. After the bailout, they yeah. they gave the exact number of the tarp bailout, and then the number of people in the United States, and the fact that the amount of money that they gave to these companies mm-hmm. was enough to give every single person in the U.S uh $2,200 yeah uh-huh which is apparently enough for a trip around the world the diagrams told me yeah it was it was very strange it was like they wanted you to associate that level of sharp critique to mm-hmm. the film itself right but ultimately it just managed to piss you off if you mm-hmm. sat around and waited for the credits yeah like it was just it just enrages you like yeah no i know all of this is true and it's horrifying and i hate it and there's nothing i can do about it old rich white guys are the goddamn worst and they can do whatever the fuck they want yeah i know thanks for reminding me after supposedly entertaining me into forgetting how terrible the world is your job was to lolly freckle giggles me out of this mindset and then you just go hey guess what the world sucks yeah lolly friggle giggles yeah, lolly friggle giggles. Um, yeah, I mean the thing that they did at the end was so Lindell doesn't get its um, you know, money back except that on the like the little chirons at the end it says that uh, it was too big to fail, so the government bailed it out, and then that's how we got into the yes, L- Lindell being numbers. 
the company behind yes. Steve Coogan's character was the bad guy, except he sort of wasn't the bad guy, except he sort of was the bad guy because mm-hmm. he was sort of had a Ponzi scheme going, but the Ponzi scheme took advantage of a company and the company wound up being kind of eviler than him because they're the ones who sent the bad mercenaries after him who did all the bad stuff. Remember, I, I feel like I explained this really No, you well really didn't. Early you on. really didn't. You mentioned yeah. Lendl, and I'm like, no one's going to know what you mean by that. Yeah, so no, basically, the this. company that was behind all the really bad stuff, mm-hmm. yes, they get bailed out. Nothing bad happens to them. Meanwhile, Steve Coogan, who was the Ponzi boy, goes to jail. Yeah. Did he do bad? Yes. Yes. Did she also do bad? Yes. Yes. Very much so. She murdered somebody. I feel like multiple people probably wound up getting murdered. Yeah. He was also in bed with Chechens and Nigerians, so... Yeah, that was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't very smart, I think is what mm-hmm. we were supposed to believe. I don't know. Yeah. Critics said this movie could have been shorter. It could have been sketches. It, it kind of lost its mind in madcap action antics at the end. I don't agree with that necessarily. Obviously, yeah. this had to end in madcap antics. It was had to be bookended by madcap antics. The other yeah. guys were becoming... The guys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had to get their action bullets flying, grass glass breaking, car chasing antics out mm-hmm. of the way. Like, that's that's where the movie was building to. I feel like they earned that. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, there are very few women in this movie. Uh, Eva Mendez has probably the biggest role. And she is um, Will Ferrell's wife in this movie. And there's just kind of this gross, weird thing where he just kind of keeps calling her ugly and saying she doesn't dress right and making fun of her food and it's just like he ends up apologizing for it later and like he says like i just couldn't admit you were gorgeous because i feel like then you'd realize you were better than me and you'd leave me but like you treat your wife like shit all the time like that's not acceptable and the fact that while he's doing it you know well before he apologizes for it he's doing it in front of mark Wahlberg. yes and she's just sitting there and taking it. Yeah. Like it's, she's just, she, he's, he says that you're dressing terribly. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And, you know, that, that she's annoying or that her cooking is bad. Like, she just sits mm-hmm. there and she fucking takes it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it, it does turn away from that in the middle. And then, yeah, he does apologize at the end. But, but there's, that it's, dynamic was just not funny to watch. Yeah, to me. it wasn't funny. It was just like, the joke is Eva Mendez is... You know, stupid and gross. It's like she's not, because obviously she isn't. Like she, she, her character's a freaking doctor. Yep. And she's obviously gorgeous, and she's obviously intelligent, and and yeah. But it, it's it's not that funny when mm-hmm. he's being abusive, and she's just oh, sweetie. Yeah, just kind of taking it. Yep. No, thank you. And then there's a another running joke. It's very funny, Ember. That um all these gorgeous women think Will Ferrell's hot as shit. Yes, and including one of the mercenary women. <laughs> one of the mercenary women. <laughs> just any any beautiful woman who sees him is just uh-huh. like, oh, I need that. I need yeah. that for myself. What does she say? What does the mercenary woman say as she tases him? My beautiful butterfly. I'm sorry, my beautiful butterfly. Um, yeah, the other thing in this movie is that um, to make Mark Wahlberg look worse i think it was the reason maybe like he just says just really homophobic shit and not all the time but definitely in like two times that it's just gross yeah they, they make his character kind of the hyper masculine belligerent aggressive 
man and he's mm-hmm. infuriated by by Will Ferrell's you know happiness with his desk job job and his his accounting and his Prius and he con- like he constantly refers to the Prius as a vagina yeah. or a tampon or any other you know broy like, cops are you know mm-hmm. who did this car come with a dental dam and when yeah. he, Mark Wahlberg says the sound of Will Ferrell's pee hitting the urinal is feminine it's it's kind of yeah. he's they're making fun of men who think like that mm-hmm. but I'm not sure the execution is good enough for the joke to be funny and for the critique to land yeah and yeah. I, I think that that's definitely most apparent when in the homophobic work yeah because there's a moment when he goes to visit his his girlfriend at a, or his ex-girlfriend at a ballet class mm-hmm. and and he sh- he demonstrates his his extreme ability to do ballet and with her i was like oh that was amazing and he's like yeah i i learned it so i could show them how queer they looked when they did it yeah you ironically learned ballet mm-hmm. yep and we we learn at the end when he actually buries this woman that uh he also ironically learned uh the harp to make fun of the gay person who lives up the street from him except he didn't say gay person yeah yeah, yeah. it's not not just like uh, commentary is that supposed to be commentary i think it was supposed to be but right it's supposed to reflect poorly on him mm-hmm. but the power dynamics being such that they are and the lack of any <laughs> queer representation right in this yeah, movie for sure kind of makes it really not great yeah like you still just have straight white men in a movie, f- largely forward about straight white men, and and so mm-hmm. you have those elements in it, and it's it's just not going to land in in the best ways with the audience that it has because it's not really overturning anything. It's just sort of reinforcing stereotypes by poking fun at stereotypes, but but not doing it in a clever or effective way. Yep. Yeah. You know, bad. Yeah, bad. The actors of color are Eva Mendez and, I mean, I guess the stars, Samuel Jackson and Dwayne Johnson. Oh, so, yeah, actually, I'm going to come around on this and say they did good on that front. You might be the worst. Yeah, might be. But yeah, not enough women and, come on, just... <sighs> there is, um, there's, Michael Keaton does keep bringing up the fact that his son is bisexual, um, and it just like in a random meeting he says it and uh the people he's meeting with just go tremendous <laughs> yeah that was nice <laughs> that was that was pretty good that was that was a good that landed well that landed very well yeah, yeah. um so i want to tell you amber um that at one point will ferrell is humming the theme song from the 1973 swat and Samuel L. Jackson starred in the 2003 SWAT. You get out of here with your fucking IMDb trivial, you son of a bitch. This has been your IMDb trivial. You are on my last nerve right now, Megan. You are on my last nerve in the other guys. Well, Critics Corner. Why do you like this movie better than other movies that are clearly superior? It just, that, that confuses me it just confuses me i am confounded mm-hmm. confounded megan yeah. was this better than hackers hell no no hackers was a beautiful dream compared to this mm-hmm. was th- this is funny fuck yeah this is funny but this it's is... not amazingly constructed it's not particularly overtly clever it's playing with really familiar like gritty cop drama buddy comedy cop shows and movies it's familiar and it's funny and that seems to be enough for people to be uh comfortable giving it 
positive reviews. Agreed. I mean, this movie gets rated much higher than The Long Kiss Goodnight. Come right. the fuck on. Yeah. Come the motherfucking right. fuck on. You know why that is. You know why that is. You still mm-hmm. have Samuel L. Jackson, and he's awesome, but he's mm-hmm. not the star. Who's the star? Motherfucking Gina Davis, who is amazing in that role. She's so good in that role. Oh, I'm so angry right now. I'm angrier than I was when I watched the credits of the other guys. Ooh, that's angry. <laughs> so, Amber, to take your mind off your fury, let's talk about some um, of the great scenes in this movie. Nothing takes my mind off fury. I would like to say that my favorite scenes were in the first 15 minutes of this movie, and they involved uh, Sam Jackson and DJ. They made me proud in everything they did, including shocking aiming for the bushes. Aiming for those bushes. There were was, there was some <laughs> quality Samuel L. Jackson lines. Yes. I've already said a few of them. Mm-hmm. I think my, my last favorite Samuel L. Jackson line in this movie was when they're back in the station. And Will Ferrell is is saying how much he admires them and how excited he is to do their their paperwork. And Samuel Jackson just flies into a rage. Says, if I want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass (laughs) and move my hand in your mouth. (laughs) Or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I will turn you into a sock puppet. Yep. Mm -hmm. You will be my meat puppet. That is very Samuel. I will say what you say. Exactly. Exactly. That's just just pure Samuel Jackson. It's beautiful. Yeah. This is pretty early in Dwayne Johnson's career. So it was mostly just playing on his action star chops than anything else. Yeah. I mean, my my disappointment, um, I guess I'm going to say my disappointment in you, Amber, is that when we were talking about what movie we should watch today, you said, well, we could watch the other guys, but it, um, you know, has DJ in it, but he's only in it for a little while. And so given that you said that, I'm just saying I might have been more surprised when they aimed for the bushes and there were no bushes and even if they were bushes they would have been dead if you hadn't said that so but the other side of the coin Uh is if i say hey you want to do a rock movie right here's a rock movie and then we turn it on and then they die in the first 10 minutes what would you have done to me then megan Mm. yeah yeah you make a good point okay i see it i wanted to live i see it amber i chose life Mm mm-hmm yeah in general, it was, this might have been one of the first times that you see Mark Wahlberg doing his, sort of what I feel like is, is trademark at this point, like belligerent incredulity. Yeah. Uh, and because he hadn't done a ton of comedic stuff, and, and certainly not uh, on quite this very familiar now level of like belligerent action, gritty, funny, self-mocking, manly man. I mean, yeah. if you look at the big hit, that was one of his earlier ones, but he was this mild-mannered hitman, which yeah. that was the joke. He wasn't, yes. yeah, he wasn't shouting, I'm a peacock, I've got to fly. Or once you've switched gears off of, you know, Samuel Jackson and Dwayne Johnson and you have moments between Will Ferrell oof, and, and Mark oof. Wahlberg, the, the, first, the first exchange between the two of them is maybe my favorite. He's getting mad at him for humming. He's getting mad at him for being happy in his job. He's trying to tell him not to feel his feelings. And then he leaves, then immediately comes back and says, you know what? I saw some two uniforms out there and I was going to start talking shit about you. But my father taught me that if you have something to say, you say it to their face. And he's like, so I'm going to tell you now. I was like, I just, you don't need to do that. I would like you not to do this. Like if I encountered you in the wild, I would eat you. Even if you weren't in my food chain, I would 
fucking go to where you are and I would eat you. If I was a lion and you were a tuna, I would go swimming in the ocean and I would eat you. <laughs> and generally speaking, when you have that mild-mannered guy versus the hothead trope, the mild-mannered guy kind of takes it. But yeah. Will Ferrell's character, because it's Will Ferrell, takes us to a whole nother level where he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe if you'd said a lake or a stream, I could have accepted this. But you, you went with the ocean. You're going to go all to the beach. And you're going to just swim into deep ocean and go and find an 800 pound tuna in a school of 20 to 30 other tuna we would destroy you and then we'd get a taste for a lion that would be your fault we would talk to each other we would communicate and we would decide that we now enjoyed lion and then we would plan and we would form beachheads and we would go and we would decimate your people yep oh <laughs> and then <laughs> mark Wahlberg, silent in this moment Will Ferrell, that didn't go the way you thought it would, did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, that's a very good good scene. Um, apparently, Adam McKay, who's the director writer of this movie, was a little kind of worried about throwing in Mark Wahlberg with Will Ferrell, who's like known for, um, you know, ad libbing and like doing little impromptu things with lines and stuff. But apparently, well, Mark Wahlberg was able to fit right in. He After was game. Yeah. He was very mm -hmm. clearly game. Like he 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 seemed like a good yes and character opposite. Like it, it was just it yeah, it was it was a good dynamic. Yeah. And it 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 wasn't completely stereotypical. Like they that that scene really established the fact that Will Ferrell is actually fairly competent and will stick up for himself, yes. but also isn't going to be the he's not going to meet him at the stereotypical alpha place mm -hmm. right up until <laughs> You learn that Will Ferrell's character apparently has a dark past. Yep. While he was in college, he was a pimp. <laughs> exactly. You think he's the straight-laced guy, and we're sort of midway through the movie, and Mark Wahlberg's character's like, hey, man, you're like, why do you like the death so much? Why do you want to stay safe? And he's like, because I used to be a pimp. Mm -hmm, <laughs> but yeah. he, he claims he wasn't a pimp, but he's like, in college, man, I lost myself. This female friend I had wanted to get some money, and she dated a bunch of guys, so she wanted to do dates for money. But she needed someone to, you know, keep charge of the money and organize the dates and make a schedule and keep them safe. And then eventually I was running a bunch of girls, and then one day I, I looked in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's got, like, gold chain, a grill. His nickname yeah. became Gator. Gator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so he has a darkness inside him, and that's why he's so straight-laced. Right, He's exactly. afraid of Gator. He's afraid of Gator coming out. Did not see that coming. Mm-mm, no. That nope. did not, I did not expect that origin story. I don't know why you didn't, Amber. That, that's that's fair. obvious. That's fair. And it, before that, you learn that he and Eva Mendez's meet-cute is her working in the O.R., and, or not the OR, sorry, the ER, because mm -hmm. you wouldn't go into an OR with rectal poison ivy, no, would you? you wouldn't. I don't no. think so. So she met him in the OR because he had rectal poison ivy. Ha 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 ha. Butt stuff. And then later you learn mm -hmm. that that was where his 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 ladies had dropped him off when he'd, he'd hit rock bottom. Yep. And so she she knew. She's one of the, the attending physicians was like, man, there's a pimp in there. And, you know, he's, he's in a bad way. You got to be careful. And she walks in. She's like, when I walked in and I saw you ass up, inflamed, crying, I said to myself, he's no pimp because pimps don't cry. 
<laughs> and then she wrote a song about it. And then she started singing Pimps Don't Cry. Yep. Pimps Don't Cry. Um, which also plays at the end of this movie. There was an actual song. Oh, yeah. Will Ferrell and some other people wrote Pimps Don't Cry and yeah. got CeeLo Green and Eva yes. Mendez to perform it. And it's gorgeous and beautiful. You're welcome, world. Yeah. If it's, nothing else, the other guys gave you that. It's probably the reason that we watched the credits as long as we did, because we were listening to that. Yeah, I didn't want anything to do with the infographics they were showing me. Yep. I know that information. Mm-hmm. Why are you ruining my happy high? Yep, exactly. Just close your eyes and listen to Pimps Don't Cry. Thank you, CeeLo. Take me away. Uh, there's also, like, the opening, the, the first part of this movie is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and a lot of the critics mentioned that. There's the desk pop desk pop scene uh-huh yep what do you ever shoot your gun at your desk amber you ever shoot oh, your gun at your desk? oh all the time all the time i mean probably it's been probably been a few months but yeah definitely yeah. definitely you gotta do a desk pop every once in a while yeah just kind of wake up just just a wake up desk pop mm-hmm. yeah rob riggle and uh dim waynes jr you know antagonist cops convince will ferrell that shooting your gun off at your desk is just mm-hmm. something you do just you know a desk yeah. pop just do desk pop then he shoots his gun. And then he does. And then he gets a wooden gun to carry around. Because he can't be trusted Michael with Keaton. a real gun. Yeah, exactly. And then it becomes its own internal running joke of every time they encounter the mercenary group, they wind up taking their shoes and also taking their guns. Mm-hmm. And then when Will Ferrell's gun is returned, the, the, the first time Michael Keaton's like, yeah, no, okay, and here's your wooden gun. And it looks like one of them just treated it with a, a nice linseed oil and a mm-hmm. ooh, is that a walnut finish yeah you should, you should probably write them a thank you, you should note. write them a thank you letter yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he can't be trusted with a wooden gun and is given a rape whistle yep the um they take their shoes and uh they they come at why did they take our shoes and amber looks at me and she's when did they take their shoes because like there was no time for them to take their shoes it was is very quick it happens so fast we see them take the guns we see them steal their car and then the mm-hmm. shoes are just gone just gone that it's is like, a what? team of professionals people yeah didn't even realize their shoes were gone shit it's also taught me that one of the best ways to really demean someone probably is to take their shoes yeah it's humbling it's a humbling thing michael keaton's character is is pretty delightful because you know michael keaton mm-hmm. yeah. his his main running joke is that he keeps quoting TLC songs, oh, so but refusing good. to acknowledge that they're TLC songs. He, yep. he claims he has no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Don't go chasing waterfalls, Amber. I don't want no scrubs. Ain't too proud to beg. You know, you got a creep. Creep. C- creep. Keep it on the down low. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's good. He, um, they get at the um, very, 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 very sad funeral for our stars of the show. Um, Mark Wahlberg and Riggle get into a fight, but because it's a funeral, they get into a very silent fight. And they like are like very quietly punching each other on the floor. And then Michael Keaton comes over and tries to break them up by like whisper yelling at them for um, fighting in a funeral. Yep. It's charming. It's a solid gag. Yeah. And it's well executed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the commitment of of Mark Wahlberg to being just belligerent and incredulous the entire time is great. Yeah, it is. It's just a powder keg. He's an angry powder keg and just Mm -hmm. really committed to being wrong about certain things. Yeah. 
Like he's he's convinced that Steve Coogan is mixed up with drug dealers. Yeah, this is all he keeps saying. All the time. Like, will Ferrell will give him information and he'll be like, so drug dealers. He's like, no, nothing in what I just told you had anything. This is not Miami Vice. Yeah. And he, um, there's at some point, like motorcyclists come after them. And you see that Mark Wahlberg is a really good fighter. Like he takes on these three people in on motorcycles by like just de-helmeting one and using the helmet to like throw at and knock the others off and then he says something about these being the Colombian drug lords that have come for them it's like they're not drug there's nothing there's no drugs what are you yep. talking about yep and and will ferrell's first comment after seeing mark Wahlberg just destroy these people mm-hmm. very handily is like wow imagine where you'd be in your career if you hadn't shot and cheater <laughs> <laughs> yeah i also appreciate it was just this one throwaway moment where it's the end of the movie, you know, the big scene's about to start happening. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are on the run from everyone, including the police, because, oh, they've gone rogue. Mm-hmm. And you see Damon Wayans Jr. and Rob Riggle talking to an elementary school class. Yes. And they're coming at him hot. It's like, what, there's like 30 of you in here? 10 of you. 10 of you's going to be dead soon. Now, let me tell you one of the best ways to stay out of jail. One, try your hardest not to be black or Hispanic. <laughs> yep. Which, and in that, in the pro, in the pause, like he or he delivers the line of you know, hey, you know, here's a good way to stay out of jail. I'm like, be white. <laughs> yep, Amber called it, it, and it was what I thought. Yeah, yep, because it's true. Yeah. It's one of the best ways to it's, stay out of jail. Yeah, one of the biggest ways to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then possibly my favorite scene mm-hmm. is maybe thirty seconds long, and there's there's no dialogue, and. It's, oh, it's stills. Yes. It's a group of stills. So it's mm-hmm. Will Ferrell's been kicked out of his house by Eva Mendez and this great moment of, you know, because there's always that conflict between the guy who's got the girl and the girl. You know, he's like, I got to be me and I'm on the edge and my head's spinning and everything's gone crazy. And she's like, you get out. out. You get out of my house. I can't, I can't, I can't be with you when you're like this until you, you get your thing. What are your priorities? That sort of thing. She tells him she's pregnant and he's like, whose baby is that? <laughs> Gator. Gator comes out, Amber. Gator comes out. So she kicks him out. And then he doesn't know where he's sleeping that night. And Mark Wahlberg says, well, I know where you're drinking. And then it just shows them in a bar in like freeze frame moments, like mid action, you know, yeah. beers getting spilled and, you know, they're they're grabbing for something. And then it just it's they're in the booth and then they're at the bar and then they're at the end of the bar. And each moment becomes increasingly psychotic. Yep. And in two of the scenes, they're they're shooting their guns and it's yep. just freeze frame. And another scene, Will Ferrell is biting a priest and then the last one shows Will Ferrell up on a pool table peeing while Mark Wahlberg shows his badge and just drops some money on the pool table. And it's just delightful. And Black Eyed Peas I'm a Bee is playing. Yep. It's just, I don't know why it happened. It didn't need to happen. It did nothing really for the plot other than maybe bond them slightly because, you mm-hmm. know, when guys go out drinking and do crazy stuff, then they, they become their, fast friends. Yeah, they do their bar pops, Amber. Bar pops. You shoot your gun at the bar. Bar pops and freeze um, bites. Yeah. It, and it's shot in a way that it looks like it's just one contiguous shot over like a paused scene, but they're in like multiple versions of the scene. So like multiple places in the scene, I suppose. And it's, um yeah, it's, it's done just super well. And uh, yeah, it's great. He's biting a priest. He is biting. I didn't realize it he's was just, a priest, but he's yes. He's just got his hand. I did see he's the biting. Gripping yeah. his, his, his arm with both hands and mm-hmm. just, ow. Yep, right on that. Ow. 
forearm there. Yep. And I think Mark Wahlberg might be doing a, a behind the bar pop. Yeah. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Of course. It's a madcap romp, Megan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the um, chase scene, car um, hijinks at the end of this movie are not as good as the car hijinks at the beginning of this movie. I will say that. Oh, would um, you, Megan? I will. Would you say that? Mm-hmm. Considering what ultimately happens, well, would you stand by that? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question, Amber, because one of my favorite things happens in the car chase scene, um, and it's a very unique way of this happening, which is, you know, they're 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 chasing, chase, chase, chase. The chase is happening, of course, in Will Ferrell's Prius. They end up somehow on in a like golf shooting range where they're just like driving range driving range thank you um and they're getting like pelted by um by golf balls and and uh so what has been chasing them is a helicopter amber a lot of the all the cops have been chasing them the chechens have been chasing them in a helicopter the nigerians have been chasing them on motorcycles it's just been a whole thing but they they're particularly upset about the helicopter because they keep saying that the helicopter is cheating it's not fair it's not fair. So, so the helicopter ends up coming in to the golf uh, driving range. And they, uh, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, um, show their badges to the people at the golf range. And they say, we're the, we're the police. Get the helicopter. And they start, uh, everybody starts driving golf balls at the helicopter. One person ends up uh, just like beating the helicopter pilot in the head with a golf ball. And uh, the helicopter just like goes out of control and explodes like three times as it um, falls to the ground. It's uh, beautiful. It's exactly what Megan wants from a helicopter scene. It is. Yeah. Made you so happy. It did make me so happy. And then other stuff happened. Yeah, and then they, you know, they win. Anywho, so Amber, what would you rate this movie on a rock scale? R, being regrettable, outstanding, craze balls, or K? This is craze balls. Yeah, I agree with that. I would call this movie craze balls. Well, good then. I'm glad we're done with the rock scale. For this movie, yeah. Forever. Nope. Because it's pointless. Mm, don't think so. Nah, this movie's craze balls. It's, uh, it's funny. It's got amusing action. It, you know, makes some missteps. It might be a little long and yeah, it's, it's crazy balls. It's definitely, it's, I laughed a lot, especially in the yeah, first half of the movie. For sure. Yep. It is, it is worth looking that up. It's up, it's up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. What else are you doing? Yeah. Stay inside. Watch this movie. All right, Megan, do an Abby story. So I was hanging out with Abby on uh, FaceTime and uh, she said to me, let's play Abby's Clues. And uh, I was pretty sure um, when she told me I was the dog that we were, uh, in fact, playing Blue's Clues. And um, I only have a vague understanding. I don't know that I ever watched a Blue's Clues. But um, but Abby had um, a plan, apparently, where we were going to find clues in the room. And at the end of it, we we're going to figure out what my favorite story was. So, um, uh-huh, yep. And so uh, I started like saying, I actually had a plan. I was going to like lead her towards, um, you know, uh, giraffes because there's a book called um, Giraffes Can't Dance, which is one of my favorite um, kids books. And um, so like I um, 
said she should get that scarf and that scarf was a clue and the scarf has like giraffes on it and um I can't remember some music whatever it was um but then of course everything became a clue and apparently in uh Blue's Clues or at least in Abby's Clues um uh you have to have a paw print and a paw print on the um item means it's a clue so she'd hold an item up to me um in in front of the FaceTime camera and then I would put my hand up and I would and I would put a paw print on it and then she'd put it in the box of clues then we had a box of clues Amber see this is just confusing because if blue is the dog and it's mm-hmm. blue's clues and it's the dog's paw print and it's abby's clues and which that means that abby should have been the one to put a print on it unless it was megan's clues in which case mm. you should have put the print on it yeah you know what i'll have to talk to her about this <laughs> your niece is a real dummy yeah she's not really following she's not keeping with the script amber i like the connection between yeah let's find things around my room and then that will tell us what your favorite story is yeah they're clearly connected they are clearly connected i think that's what might happen in blue's clues but whatever it's fine your niece isn't a dummy she's 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 writing her own rules yeah Mm -hmm. she doesn't need freaking shows to tell her what to do no we're gonna stamp all these things and we're gonna put them in a box and it's abby's clues amber do you have a recommendation yeah 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 Mm -hmm. i can have a recommendation i can do that great it's such a small, small thing to ask of me. Mm-hmm, very small. But I find it really arduous. I'm I'm having a lot of trouble mm-hmm. holding up that end of the bargain. Yeah. I mean, it's just something we do every single recording. Yeah. No, I know. And mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's never easier because I always forget. So I'm going to be lazy and recommend Avatar, The Last Airbender, the show, not the movie. You probably already knew that unless you wanted to insult me. And I'm recommending that because I'm making Megan watch it right now. I recently also made my brother watch it. But essentially, you have a kid, he's the avatar, he masters all four elements, you live in a world where there are different cultures that are also affiliated with a certain style of bending, which means manipulating an element, and there's earth and air and water and fire, and each of them has their own distinct culture and their own distinct geographical location. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We enter where one of the nations the firebenders have decided to just conquer everybody and the avatar disappeared a hundred years ago and now now in this moment when we arrive the avatar has reappeared it turns out he's a 12 year old boy who was frozen in an iceberg Mm -hmm. and it's it has all those elements of kind of like kids show chosen one while also having a very serious concern of like the world has literally been thrown out of balance by one culture just seeking to dominate all of the others. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the one force who's supposed to be able to stop that from happening disappeared for long enough for that militaristic culture to almost win. Yep. And unfortunately, he's also a child and he hasn't had a chance to master all four elements. So it's a whole thing, guys. Oh, yeah. It's a whole oh, thing. Boy. There are a lot of things that are about it that are really good. It's very, very solid storytelling. There's a lot of genuinely funny elements it's good for kids too but it's also it's just a solid story and it's it's told over the course of three different seasons and each season focuses on a different element and it grows in seriousness as the mm-hmm. things they contend with grow and their ability to deal with them grows and it's also non-white in in mm-hmm. all of its character depictions which is delightful and despite the fact that the avatar is a young boy 
there are some seriously badass strong women in it. I, I would say that the women make the largest impression of all of the characters. And, and I would also say that the majority of the consistent characters that were shown actually tend to be women on both sides, mm-hmm. um, both in, in the Avatar corner and in the bad guy corner. You, you have it's, it's just it's the, 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 the evil characters are generally speaking complex. They're not just vilified, except for the one main evil character. That guy's a real douche nozzle. And mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. We're a few episodes in. Yeah, I'm trying not to, to say anything that will ruin it. I know you are. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> While still saying way too much. Mm-hmm. I can just say, you've probably already heard of it. And if you hadn't, here it is. Go watch it. If you are interested in watching an animated show that has three seasons and is actually really, really nice and beautiful. And hey, if you need something to watch with your kids, you can do that. It's 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 up for mm-hmm. grabs and should probably delight you as well. Excellent. Avatar The Last Airbender. It was on Nickelodeon. I don't think it's for streaming anywhere. Yeah. I think you got to purchase it. Yeah. Megan, what's your recommendation? I'm going to recommend something that we just finished watching together, which is Silicon Valley. Oh, you're going to go there. I am going to go there. Um, yeah. You're Silicon... going to stand behind that. I, I am, because I think that I'm not going to say it was one of my favorite shows ever. It's got some of my favorite characters in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it. It can be a very stressful show to watch, which is not my favorite kind of show, um, especially right now. Like, I just, I feel very, yeah, um, we all do. So um, there's a little bit of stress in it, but then, like, you kind of let go of wanting the characters to succeed. And, uh, um, but just, and and the end of it is very satisfying. It's one of the most satisfyingly ended shows that I've seen like had a real end to it and i enjoyed that agreed yeah Mm -hmm. i hadn't i'd watched up until the last season so when i watched it with you i actually got to to finally see the end of it and i will agree with that that was a very appropriate ending Mm -hmm. yeah i also agree that it has some of my favorite characters in it yeah yeah freaking Um, jared oh my gosh donald donald's the best oh so good Holy monkeys. <laughs> Pickle has some shit to say in her dreams. Yes, she does. <laughs> Cooper. Yeah, Zach Woods was actually in this movie super duper briefly. Oh my gosh, yeah, for a literal two seconds. Yeah, which was kind of amusing. There were um, so many people who were just like, Ooh, oh, I know them. I know them. Oh, I know mm-hmm. them. That's Winona from Justified. That's Mr. K from the other guys and or the character from Fleabag. Like, that's... Yeah. That's yeah. Zach Woods. Oh, that's Rob Hubel. There's, <laughs> yeah. There's Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Amber, I'm going to end, as I always do, by saying. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't. Just don't do it this time. Hold on. No, hold no, on, no, no, on. no, no. But you don't, like, think about it, Megan. Really yeah. think about it. Yeah, I don't need to psych myself up for this end one. credits of the other guys this podcast. Rock hard or if it's sagging. Oh, no. I ain't too proud to back. I just... Oh, um, that wasn't from anything that just came out of my mouth. You just blacked out a second there mm-hmm. and that just yeah. happened? Yeah, no, I don't know that that's referring to anything. We should probably see a specialist about this. Hmm. Bye, Megan. Bye, Amber. Don't go chasing water.